People think it's rather good that the Burning Man is difficult to reach and nearly impossible to get to unless you make a coordinated strike. All hail the Burning Man. Welcome to Coordinated Strike. It's the most cultastic episode we're ever going to do. It is the Burning Man Allegiance Review. Oh, it's rhyming. It's timing. It's time to go. Let us see where we stop. No one knows. We're going to start off, of course, as we've done these last few with the box set. Uh, Then we're going to follow that up with some of the other things in the faction and kind of our buy guide for bringing up your box set uh, into the 21st and a half century. But right now we go back to the 19th century and we're going to go ahead and burn it up for you. Without further ado, the Cult of the Burning Man box set review. Remember our motto, there's a hole in the sky through which things can fly. This message has been approved from the Prophet Ephraim Wade. Remember, the Cult Allegiance box set is going to contain four units for your pleasure. First is Ariaptos, our great and powerful leader, the fulfillment of the promise of the Burning Man. Additionally, we're going to have two, count them two, not one, but two. Our cup runneth over with the power of the warp. And we're going to have a unit of the Stalking Portals. Remember, now you're thinking with Portals, Cult of the Burning Man, Allegiance box set. All right, enough with the the old-timey pastor routine. We're going to go ahead and get into the Cult of the Burning Man, Allegiance box set, give you some tips, tricks, and tactics to... Overcome your enemies and overcome your deficiencies in terms of defensive mechanisms. However, you are very strong offensively and you have a ton of mobility and a ton of ways to be exceedingly tricky. And so we're going to accent that in the box set. And the box set is going to teach you all about how to be a great member of the best faction, the Cult of the Burning Man. Yes, all the factions are best faction, but Cult is best, best faction. All right, so... Let's get into how Ephraim Wade works. Uh, I'm sorry, Ariaptos. So the way that this particular commander works is he is going to, like most of the commanders, work in a way that teaches you everything you need to know about your allegiance box set and your box set's allegiance card. So the first thing he has on his card is Shatter Reality, which is during scatter or during scouting, your Allegiance Dimensional Instability ability places an additional portal marker. So normally, you're going to drop down th- uh, three portal markers. If you take Adiaptos as one of your commanders, uh, and in a one, bo- in a one commander box, uh, you're going to take him as your commander, you're going to place an additional one. So it's going to be four portal markers. 
Uh, and so during scouting, you're going to place these. They're 50 millimeter markers on the board in any location, at least 8 inches from any other marker and not in your opponent's deployment zone. When a cult of the Burning Man fire team in this company comes into contact or starts in base contact with a friendly portal marker, you may place it in base contact with any other friendly portal marker. Fire teams that move in this way may not use any remaining movement that was granted by the order and cannot use the dimensional instability rule again during this activation. So we just said a whole lot of things uh, in dimensional instability. So let's go over some of the basics of using portals. So the way that this works is if you're if one of your fire teams comes into contact into base contact with a fire friendly fire portal marker or starts in base contact you can place a unit in base contact with any other friendly portal marker fire teams that move in this way may not use any remaining movement that was granted by the order and cannot use the dimensional instability rule again during this activation so very explicitly, you can use this to generate out-of-activation placement for your fire teams. And the way that that works is sometimes these portal markers can move. One of the other abilities on your card is Terrors in Reality. This is on your Allegiance card. At the start of the turn, you may discard a card to move a friendly portal marker up to 6 inches. This means you can move that marker up to 6 inches and have it come into base contact with members of your company and if they are friendly called to the burning man fire teams that come into base contact with it they can then immediately go through the portal and they can do so that one time during this activation they themselves are not activating so when they activate yes they can go ahead and uh utilize the utilize the transportation through the portals as opposed to utilizing movement elsewhere in the ability <coughs> pretty cool huh so let's get back to adioptos now that we've had that break and we can we can talk about him a little more so the shattered reality is going to br uh, bring give you an additional portal marker he has a magic attack arcane blast it is a active value six versus defense Range 12, Strength 3. On a ram, it gives dimensional feedback. Every fire team within 2 inches of one or more friendly portal markers, every enemy fire teams within 2 inches of one or more friendly portal markers suffer a Strength 1 hit. And then he has Twisting Paths, his morale action. 6 versus target number 12. Place a friendly non-Titan unit in line of sight into base contact with this fire team. It gains a Shaken token. So, some cool things about this. He just requires line of sight. Meaning, if you can get him onto a hill, he has virtually near limitless range. He has limitless range as long as he can see something. So, if you can get him high enough, where he can see over other, other low fire teams, other non-Titan fire teams, he can go ahead and... You know, pull something way out of combat back to him. Uh, pull portals over to him to then make him jump somewhere else. Quite a lot of things he can do with Twisting Paths. 
So that gives you just a base insight on his base card, everything that he's bringing to the table for your particular faction. He's giving you additional mobility uh, through Twisting Paths. He's giving you additional uh, mobility options because he's bringing an additional portal marker. He's got a nice little magic attack that does not have a range symbol on it, so it is not uh, subject to cover. He can do that at any time. Uh, it, it's quite good. He's a 50mm model, also very strong. He is speed 7, defense 5, willpower 6, armor 9, and he provides 25 script. Then if he gets to go to glory, uh, he is going to give you uh, speed 8, defense 6, willpower 6, and armor 9. He has knowledge from, it, from the ether at that point. After a friendly unit moves through a portal marker using the dimensional instability rule, you draw a card and reveal it. If it is not a mask, discard a card. So you draw it in, you're going to reveal it, then you can bring it into your hand, and then discard any of the cards from your hand. So as you use your portals, as you do what you want to do, and when he's gloried, you're going to go ahead and get some card cycle and card draw. Always very helpful. Additionally, he's going to retain his Arcane Blast on the glory side. He's going to get the dimensional feedback trigger, the ram trigger, built in. Still going to retain strength 3, range 12. He's going to gain an additional trigger on a mask, reverse cascade, take this action again. And he's going to gain another magical action, devouring vortex. It's a active value 9 versus speed, 18 inch range, target within 3 inches of a portal marker, suffers a strength 6 hit. And then on a mass trigger, you get sucked in. Place the target in base contact with a portal marker within 14 inches of the spire team. And then he retains Twisting Paths, but it goes up in acting value to 8 uh, versus 12. And places a, again, it places a, non, a friendly non-Titan unit in line of sight into base contact with the Spire Team. And it gives a Shaken Token. Now the way that the Cult of the Burning Man goes to glory is quite different. And that is chaotic power at any time, not during an action. A friendly Cult of the Burning Man unit with two or more Shaken Tokens may flip to glory. So normally Shaken Tokens are very bad things, and they still affect Cult of the Burning Man units that don't have a Raving Madman in them, and we'll get to him a little later. They still adversely affect them. However, if they get two Shaken Tokens on them, they can flip to glory and get quite a bit better, and, and some of their stats allow them to overcome the fact that they're going to have Shaken Tokens on them quite well. Um, so again, something to consider when you're playing this particular faction. Additionally, uh, normally it's a good thing for your opponent to be throwing uh, Shaken Tokens out. Normally something that we strive to do because it's such a powerful ability. However, against Cult of the Burning Man, you're able to turn that resource, that negative resource that they're giving you, into a positive for you because they're going to be fueling your ability to go to glory uh, a lot easier. So it's definitely something to take a look at and consider. Alright, so let's talk about the backbone unit of the box set. And you'd think I'm going to be talking about the warp here, but I'm not. It's actually the Skulking, the skulking Portals. Uh, this unit is absolutely critical to um, understanding how this box set is going to play. This box set is all about using your hypermobility in clever and interesting ways to overwhelm your opponent, gain a 
lead via the operation, and then pull your forces out of danger as much as you can uh, to avoid the, the inevitable retaliatory strike against you. And the stalking portals are really what helps accomplish this. Uh, the reason that they accomplish this is because of their sentient portals rule. Uh, fire teams in this unit count as a portal marker for the purposes of friendly actions, abilities, and triggers, including the Allegiance and Envoy cards. So basically, you get in this squad, it's, it's a squad of two, so you get two 120mm bases with three wounds apiece. So there'll be three models on each of them, and these count as portal markers for you. So if they come into base contact with one of your friendly fire team units, that friendly fire team unit can then be moved, be placed by the dimensional instability rule. If they touch each other, they can then be moved by the dimensional instability rule. They have draw in, which is a melee attack. Uh, it is a three versus willpower, two inch range, strength one. On a, it has a couple of triggers on a crow. Uh, target discards all reinforcement target tokens, and on a mask, spit out, place this target into base contact with any fire team in this unit. That is on their base side. Uh, they are speed 6, defense 3, willpower 4, armor 5. If we flip over to glory, they are speed 7, defense 4, willpower 4, armor 5. Uh, they retain sentient portals. They retain drawn in. Uh, it's going to go up from... Acting value 3 to acting value 5. Same two triggers. And they're going to gain a morale action. Cascading Despair. It is a 5 versus willpower, 8 inch range. If a target if a target fire team's unit is in glory, the unit immediately flips from glory. Then take this action again against a different target, drawing line in sight and range from the previous target of this action. So this unit allows you to kind of get uh, units that are out, that are in, that are your opponent's units that are gloried to flip from glory, and then it allows that to basically go through it cascades into another unit. So in a one box, one unit box or one commander box game, where you're going to have you know four units on the table or so, this can be pretty powerful because you have two fire teams. If they both take this action and everything is in range, you could flip an entire uh, opponent's one commander army from glory into base stats again. So very powerful ability on the whole. And again, remember, these are sentient portals. So their whole base is portal marker. Uh, so you get to do all the fun things you can do with portals with them. Up to and including, at the start of the turn, discarding card to move one six inches, which means its partner moves three. And yes, that can trigger the uh, dimensional instability as well. So again, something to very much consider uh, while you're playing. So let's get to the Warped. The meat of the faction, one of the best infantries in the game. Uh, again, a nine point or nine script unit, speed seven, defense six, willpower six, armor seven. On their base side, they have arcane shield. If this unit has not received an order this turn, it gains plus one armor. So their effective armor eight until they activate. Uh, they have twisted claws, active value six versus defense, two inch range, strength four. 
Again, base strength 4 on a melee attack is utter gold. Then on a ram, they get tear apart, which is immediately gain piercing. And then on a crow, the target is going to gain a shaken token. And having a unit in Burning Man that hands out shaken tokens is huge. Because it helps overcome your your deficiency because how how you glory. Uh, additionally, just getting out shakens on your opponent is typically really strong. Then they have a magic action, which is Echoes of Existence at 6 versus willpower, 10 inch range. Place every fire team in this unit into base contact with target fire team's unit. So this is a way that they can basically jump the line. Uh, it gives them a, a hyper threat because they can move 7 inches. One of them can use Echoes from Existence. They can then all place further up the board, uh, provided that they hit. And then the other two in the uh, in the unit can go ahead and use their Twisted Claws in melee on that unit's on those you know that unit that hits fire teams. Pretty strong on the whole. Quite like the Warped. Uh, they are a squad of three, so you get three 80 millimeter fire team bases. Each of those fire team bases will have three people on it. When we get to glory, again, they're going to retain their arcane shield. They're going to gain like calls to like. The end of this unit's activation, it gains a reinforcement token if it has one or more fire teams within three inches of a portal marker. Uh, its twisted claws go up to acting value seven with a built-in ram. Averse defense, again, two inch reach and strength is four. Uh, the hip tear apart piercing which is on a ram which they gain automatically and then they also have again the on the crow trigger they have frightened which target gains a shaken token uh, their essence for existence is a little bit better they get acting value seven versus willpower again 10 inch range then on a margin of five they get through the cracks place the target into base contact with a friendly portal marker in line of sight and then on a mask out of nowhere take a morale action against the target if it is in range so if you can get them to glory, they can go ahead and move forward. They become speed 8, uh, defense 6, willpower 6, armor 7, base in glory. Uh, that means they have an 18-inch base threat, 20-inch melee threat, ostensibly, with this essence of existence, particularly if you can get it off on a mask. That is a frightening amount of distance that they can cover, and this is after somebody has moved them outside of their activation via the portals. So you can kind of see where this gets out of hand pretty quickly. And let's not forget, you could do really fun things like have them positioned in such a way where you can essence of existence, you can give them a advance order. Essence of existence them. You know, hit something, kill it. Hit something, kill it. Unengage your last fire team that hasn't acted. <coughs> it can run back through run back through to a portal marker, move the unit to the other side of the board, and then it can do Echoes of Existence on something else. <coughs> or take a melee attack <coughs> against something else. 
So you have quite a few options in quite a nice little package here with the warped. And these are really going to be key to getting the most out of your army. But the main thing here is until they activate their armor 8. Once they've activated, they become armor 7 because the arcane shield will go away. So you really have to time everything in such a way that you have outs to get these units out of harm's way and try and avoid retaliation. Because what can happen too often is you can overcommit, particularly in the one commander game, and then let's say you have a couple flips that don't go your way. Once you've overcommitted with them, they're going to get wiped out because of their lower armor. And so part of the key is to use Adioptus's ability to pull units to him to help get them out of harm's way with twisting paths. So there are a lot of times where Adioptus is going to go later in the turn because he wants to pull friendly units out of harm's way or coordinated striking from a unit that is just activated into Adioptus to go ahead and pull them back and then have your portal, him be by a portal, or him have the stalking portals nearby, so that they can go ahead and then redeploy that unit later. So it's a lot of yo-yoing. There's a lot of non-linear non-linear threat range and non-linear thought that has to go into how you utilize this army. Um, it is very much in the vein of your hit-and-run style forces and it is very fitting of their fluff and their background that they are not a conventional army they are more of a surprise and overwhelm and then pull back you know in and out of the shadows that's really how they play and that is definitely how the box set the allegiance box is designed to play and get you to start understanding this particular army so last thing we'll talk about is the, the Malifaux, on the, on the Allegiance card for Cult of the Burning Man, is the Burning Man watches from above. If an ace is placed in your discard pile, you may place a Shaken token on any unit. So this wording is exceedingly important. It is any unit. Not just your units, any unit in play. So you can place it onto one of your opponent's models, one, onto one of your opponent's units. You can go ahead and, and shake them from above. Um, anytime an ace comes up, you get the option to place a shaken token on any unit you choose. That's huge, and there are a lot of ways to flip cards in this particular faction. Uh, just from an asset perspective, especially as we're talking about the box set game, we're going to talk a little bit of one of Adioptus's available, it's available to any of the commanders, but in the one box, in the single commander game with the Allegiance box, we're going to talk about Arcane Tome. And what Arcane Tome allows you to do is that when this unit activates, you put the top three cards of your fate deck into the conflict. And then do the following based on the suit of each card as it is placed into the conflict. Uh, on a ram, this unit gains an inspired or shaken token, your choice. On a tome, you draw a card. On a mass, this fire team, fire teams in this unit may move up to two inches. And then on a crow, this unit gains a pin token. 
Um, additionally, you have Adiaphasis' very own upgrade, which is a memory stirs, cost one. Remnants of the past, if a fire team this unit cheats fate, when the card would leave the conflict, you may discard a card to draw the cheated card back into your control hand. An echo given flesh, when a fire team in this unit is killed, it is not killed. Instead, discards all assets attached to this unit and place this unit's fire team in base contact with a portal marker of your choice. This takes place after the action, which caused the unit to be killed, is completely resolved. So, he basically has an ability to totally cheat death. Uh, which is very strong, because typically in, in operations, if a model is, if a commander is killed, it's going to net the opponent two points. This flat out stops that. So, it is definitely something to, to think about, and a, a pretty strong upgrade to have, or a pretty strong asset to have on Adiaptos as a commander. So, the box set really, and the faction as a whole, really emphasizes speed, uh, destruction of units, and then the pulling back, kind of the yo-yoing of your force. And that's really where the strength of the, of the allegiance lies, is going to be in this playing a very tricky game that is sort of melee-centric, Sometimes can be rain-centric uh, game where you're just trying to overwhelm your opponent and then utilizing all of your maneuvering tricks to go ahead and minimize retaliation. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the other units that are available to you with Cult of the Burning Man. Welcome back to the other side of the break. We're going to go ahead and talk about additional units that you can pick up for your Cult of the Burning Man forces. So I want to talk about roles and responsibilities of each of the uh, pieces that are available to you. And we'll kind of go uh, basically down the line. The first thing we're going to look at is Fenton Braun who is the additional uh, second commander for the Cult of the Burning Man. He is a single Allegiance commander, again, 25 script. All right, let's run down Fenton Brahms. Fenton Brahms is a Cult of the Burning Man Allegiance commander. He is a uh, single com Allegiance commander, 25 script. He has a base speed of 7, defense of 6, willpower 6, and armor of 9. He has Whispering Madness. When this unit activates, discard a card. If you do so, target fire team. Within 8 inches, gains a shaken token. Very specific wording here. It says target fire team within 8. Not friendly fire team, not enemy fire team. Just a target fire team. This means he can target any fire team within 8, friendly or enemy. Discard that card and gain, and they'll gain a shaken token. He has a strangely going staff. 6 versus defense, 2 inch reach. Uh, melee attack, it is strength 4. Uh, remember, strength 4 is fantastic. Uh, then he has his... Morale action, kill them, kill them all. Uh, it is acting value 7 versus a 12 target number, 16-inch range. Target-friendly fire team that is part of a squad takes a melee action or magic attack action targeting an enemy fire team. If the action succeeds, 
the action's target gains a shaken token. So very exciting. Here, again, more ways to uh, get additional production out of your units uh, that you're already taking, your squads you're already taking, your warp, your doomsayers that we'll talk about here shortly, uh, and a way to get more shaken tokens out uh, onto the field, which is always a good thing. Then if we go to glory, uh, our defense, our speed stays the same at 7, our defense goes up to 7, our willpower remains at 6, and then our armor goes up to 10. Again, we keep our Whispering Madness. Our Strangely Growing Staff gains a trigger on a ram, which is built in. Uh, cascading Energies immediately discard the top 4 cards of your fate deck. For every ram discarded, increase the strength of this attack by 1. Uh, that's a very strong ability for the mill portion of the strategies available to Call to the Burning Man. And we'll go over the, the base strategies uh, coming up here very shortly. Again, kill, kill them all. And then we gain a Disintegrating Blast, which is a magical attack action. 8 versus defense, 18 in its range. It is strength 2. After winning the duel, discard the top 10 cards of your fate deck. For each ram discarded, increase the strength of this action by plus 1. That is an incredibly strong ability just for the mill potential. So there is a mill strategy in Cult of the Burning Man. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and talk about the mill strategy that Fenton helps support uh, right now. So the units that help make up the mill strategy are the Broken. The Broken have an ability called Without Number. They are a squad 100mm, five models per 100mm base. They are a squad of two, so you get two of those. Uh, with reserves, too. Uh, they have without number when this unit activates. Discard the top two cards of your fate deck. If they are the same suit, this unit gains a reinforcement token. So every time this unit activates, you're going to discard the top two cards of your library. Uh, additionally, they have on their crude weapons, when they go to glory, they have joyful singing on a tome. Discard the top card of your fate deck. Uh, if it is a mask or ram, the unit gains an inspired token. If it is a tome or crow, the unit draws a card. They also get crazed ramblings. Again, in glory, that's morale action. Six versus target number 12. Discard the top four cards of your company's fate deck. Draw a card for each tome discarded. Then this fire team suffers a hit with the strength equal to the number of crows discarded. Uh, and then touched by the burning one is on a ram. Uh, target a friendly... To target a fire team within six inches, it suffers a hit with strength equal to the number of rams discarded. So, again, they have a whole bit of mill strategy. As they discard these cards, you're going to get um, some abilities from it. And we already have the one discard ability on the Allegiance card, which is Chaos, which is the Burning Man watches from above. If an ace is placed in your discard pile, you may place a shaken token on any unit. So these help accentuate that along with Fenton Brahms. But then we get to the meat <clears throat> of it. We have the Twisted Horrors, and the Twisted Horrors are an 8-script unit. Uh, the Broken were a 5-script unit. And the Twisted Horrors have quite a bit of discard synergy. Uh, on their non-gloried side, again, they're a squad of 3, uh, 80 millimeters with three models per, 3 models per fire team. When a fire team in the squad is killed, discard the top card off the top of your deck. If it is discarded and it is a mask, this unit gains a reinforcement token. 
They have tentacles, uh, five versus defense, two inch reach, strength three. Target gains a pin token. And then on a mass, they have devour brains, so you have to draw a card. And then they have a magical attack, cascading magic, six versus defense, ten inch range, strength one. After winning the duel, discard the top four cards of your fake deck and increase the strength of this action plus one per ram discarded. Then we get to their glory side and we really see the meat of their abilities. Uh, they still have impossible psychology, which is when a fire team in the squad is killed, discard the top card of your top card off the top of your deck. If the discard card card is a mask, this unit gains a reinforcement token. They have unpredictable on glo in glory, and this is what you were doing to mill them. This is why we were worried about the mill strategy the entire time. The first time this company's fate deck is reshuffled during the activation phase, every fire team in this unit may be placed anywhere within 16 inches. This unit may activate a second time this turn. So with the Twisted Horrors, you have an entire mill strategy that is supported by the Twisted Horrors themselves, the Broken, and of course, Fenton Brahms, along with some additional assets and abilities that the, the crew has access to, and the company has access to. So one of the things about... The additional things you can get for your Cult of the Burning Man is really what type of cults you want to run. There is definitely a mill strategy uh, within the Cult of the Burning Man that is all about trying to get through all the cards in your fate deck, getting out those four Shaken Tokens a turn, uh, having a handful of cards that are, that are good cards from your draw ability, and just cycling your deck to maximize your return on these units. Um, so again, such as the Broken, such as the, as the Twisted Horrors, which have the biggest payoff in Glory, where they have Unpredictable. As soon as you get through your Fate deck in the activation phase, every fire team in this unit is going to place anywhere within 16 inches, and this unit may activate a second time this turn. So you can have just this wall of meat that it can advance and really cause problems for your opponent and have additional activations. That's that's huge in this game. I mean, you're you're looking at an eight point unit that is built to you know give you a huge advantage for running the mill strategy. And the mill strategy itself isn't a bad strategy as you roll through your cards. Then there's a whole subsection in the Burning Man that has a devotion to range style attacks so with these we're going to talk about the ecb they're a 10 point unit so you're you're paying every penny for them that you possibly can they are speed seven defense six seven willpower and seven armor they are th a three fire team squad with their 80 millimeter bases and they have three uh models on each of their fire teams they have three fire teams in the unit they have rogue agents this unit's fire teams do not need to remain within eight inches of each other the unit may deploy anywhere on the table that is at least 8 inches from the opponent's deployment zone, and this unit cannot gain pin tokens. So these work a very, in a very interesting way. Uh, they have a wide, wide array, array from where they can deploy. Uh, they can maneuver very independently, but because they are a squad, if one of them touches a portal, you can then place all of them in contact with another portal. Or if there's some movement shenanigans that we'll get to here with like the Doom Seekers, you can go ahead and pull them out of harm's way. So again, more of that yo-yo style strategy, 
But the payoff here, instead of a, a strong melee attack, is an incredible ranged attack. Uh, here they have the Webley Mark IV revolvers. Acting value 6 versus defense, 15-inch range. Uh, strength 4, plus 1 strength per asset attached to target. So let's go over things that have assets. Commanders have access, assets. Uh, squads can have assets in the form of adjuncts uh, or prototypes if you're Abyssinia. And those count because that's all at, that all adds to your asset count. Uh, Titans can have assets. And the strength goes up as these assets, 1 plus strength for, per asset attached to the target. So these guys are really big game hunters uh, and are a little scary for, for certain factions to face. Uh, on that attack, they have uh, a built-in trigger for a ram, or they have a ram trigger for precision. Uh, the action immediately gains accurate. And then on a tome, they have faced the inevitable. If the fire team is killed by this action, draw two cards and flip this unit to glory. So they can glory without having to worry about shaken tokens, which is very good for a unit that is all about maximizing their attack potential. Uh, then when they go to glory, they have independent. Uh, this unit's fire teams do not need to remain 8 inches from each other. This unit cannot gain pin tokens. Uh, they have fisticuffs. <coughs> they gain a melee attack. Uh, 6 versus defense. Range 2, strength 2. And you can flip the target from glory. So again, they're very effective at knocking people out of glory, even if they're not hitting very hard. Uh, they retain all of the above abilities on their Webley pistols, and then they gain a morale action, knocking down the pillars of reality. On any turn after the first, if there are three unengaged fire teams in this unit, discard the top card of your deck for every enemy fire team within the triangle area between this unit's fire teams. On a ram, the fire team... On a ram, the fire team, the card was discarded for, suffers a strength 4 hit. You may not cheat these penetration flips. So, kind of an interesting ability. You can basically form up a, a triangle around a, a group of units, or a group of fire teams, and then you flip a card for each of those fire teams, and for everyone that is a ram, uh, they're going to suffer a strength 4 hit pretty powerful ability does take some setup a little bit of finesse to uh to work off another bit uh, for the mill strategy is the breachling uh which is a 50 millimeter fire team single wound uh it is two script the silence has the silence between dimensions when this unit activates discard the top two cards of your fate deck so again adds to that mill potential uh they have a melee attack Pearson Jaws, 5 with a mask, strength 2, with the don't blink trigger. Place this fire team in base contact with the enemy fire team in line of sight within 5 inches. And then on a margin of 3, they had wild thrashing. Take this action again. When they go to glory, every enemy fire team within 6 suffers a strength 5 hit. These penetration flips cannot be cheated. Then this model is killed. So they basically are big bombs with some upside. So back to the <laughs> the shooting or range strategy. We bring out the Doom Seekers, and the Doom Seekers are speed six, uh, defense five, willpower five, armor seven. They have translocation ritual. At the end of this unit's activation, you may target a different friendly unit's fire team within eight inches of one of this unit's fire team, and place the target unit in base contact with one or more of this fire team's unit. So again, you have that push pull. 
ability here. These guys are going to activate. They can do their thing at the end of their activation. You can pull another friendly unit within 8 inches of them that has a fire team within 8 inches of them to into base contact. And that means if they're positioned in such a way that you can place one of them touching a portal marker, then they could jump from that portal marker to another portal marker, uh, getting fully out of harm's way or, or threatening another location. Really strong abilities here. Uh, then they have a attack action. They have uh, melee action, curved knives. Uh, it's five versus defense. Two and three, strength two. Target gains a shaken token if at least one model is killed. So a nice way to get enemy shaken, to shaken tokens on the opponent. Their real money weapon is their magic range attack, arcane blast. So it is magic with a range symbol. So it's going to be beholden to cover and those other things, because it does have the ranged uh, symbol on it. And you won't be able to do it whilst engaged. Has Arcane Blast. It's a 6 versus defense, 16 inch range. Strength 3 area. On a, D, on a 7 stone unit. When they go to glory, they are speed 6, defense 5, willpower 6, armor 7. Uh, so identical to their non-gloried side. They're still going to have that translocation ritual. Their knife is going to go up to acting value 6 and retain all of its abilities. Their arcane blast is going to gain a mask. It's going to be a 6 mask versus defense. Again, strength 3 area. And then it is going to gain a mask trigger, blood spilled in his name. Discard the top 3 cards of your fate deck. For every mask discarded, move the target up to 3 inches in any direction. So this is important. When you're targeting fire teams and you are moving them, the way that the rules work, if they are part of a squad, is that every other fire team in that squad will move up to half the distance. So for every three inches you're moving, your opponent, the, the, the fire team that you've hit, their friends are going to move up 1.5 inches. So it's a way to help things bunch up to make your area even more effective <coughs> on following shots. Pretty awesome. Then they're going to gain an additional magic attack uh, called Open Portal. It's a 6 versus 16 target number. And you're going to summon a Breachling in base contact with this fire team. On a mask, the created Breachling may move up to its speed. So they have a way to bring in some solos, bring in some Breachlings for free. High value unit. I am a huge fan of Doomseekers. Um... For in support of multiple strategies, as you can kind of see, especially once they get to glory, they even help out the mill strategy. Uh, but they're an all-around very solid unit. They give you a, quite a bit of range game. Uh, they give you the ability to maneuver your forces around. Very, very strong. And the other nice thing about them is it's just friendly fire teams. This means they can pop commanders over to them if they're within eight. They can move titans if they're within eight. So a lot of ways to extend threats and to pull items out of danger. So let's get to their Titan, which is the Gorsyth. Uh, it's a speed seven, defense three, willpower four, armor six. So most of the time when you think of Titans, what do you think of? You think of these high armor targets. Cult of the Burning Man is very different. They have an armor six Titan, which has rapid regeneration. When this unit activates, it may discard a card to attach one Snapping Head asset. It has a base attack called Hungry Mao. Uh, 
6 versus defense, 3 inch range, uh, melee attack, strength 4, target gains a shaken token, and then on a crow it has swallow hole, this, this action immediately gains strength plus 1, and gains accurate. So it gives it a little bit more beef against single model targets, uh, or trying to take out specific models within squads, like adjuncts. So when it goes to glory, it goes to speed 8, defense 4, willpower 4, goes up to armor 7, has shed skin. When this unit activates, it will remove one of its assets from play to draw a card. If the asset was not on the stable side, you may draw an additional card. So you can spend those heads that you're getting to do some additional card cycle and some card draw. Kind of an interesting thing with it. It's still going to gain rapid regeneration. When it activates, you can discard a card to attach one snapping head. Its Hungry Mal goes up to Acting Value 7, uh, retains both the Swallow Hole Trigger and the Strength 4, and the, the target gains Shaken Token. Then it'll also have a Morale Action, Ear Splitting Screech, uh, 7 versus 14, 4 inch Pulse. Discard the top 3 cards of your Fate deck. Every enemy unit with a Fire Team in range gains a Shaken Token, plus 1 for every Ram discarded. And then on a Ram, for the actual casting, has a trigger for every head. Increase, additionally, increase the range of the action by plus one inch per snapping head asset attached to this unit. So let's look at the snapping head asset because we're getting them for a card every time we activate. And with them, you get. A, they're plentiful, so you can have more than one attached. They are versatile, so actions of this card may be taken once per once during unit's activation. A fire team in this unit may take an action listed on this card in addition to any other actions that it takes. So yes, you can have multiple snapping heads, and each of those snapping head cards that you have attached can each take that versatile action, which is snapping jaws, which is a three versus defense, three inch range in a duel. This action immediately gains plus 1 AV for every snapping head asset attached to this unit, including this one. And then it is strength 3, disabled 2, base cost 1. Uh, some of the other assets available to the Gorsythe are Bad Breath. Again, uh, a versatile attack gives it an Athet Breath ranged attack, 12-inch range, 5 versus defense, strength 2 area. And it gives it on a mask, the Nimble Trigger, which has moved this fire team up to its speed. Uh, you can take a splitting tail and take one of the tail slots. It'll take the tail slot if you take it, uh, which is unnatural speed. This fire team has plus three speed and slithering between the spaces. When this fire team is placed, when this fire team is, when a fire team in this unit is placed in base contact with a portal marker for any reason, it may immediately move up to five inches. Alternately, you can take the mighty tail. You cannot take both of these on a single gore site, but you can take one. Again, versatile attack action. Tail Whip, a 5 with a mass built in, versus defense. 3-inch uh, range, strength 3 piercing. It has a trigger for slap on a 1 margin. If the target was not a titan, move the target 1 inch away from this fire team. This trigger may be declared multiple times. And it also has on a mask, which you always have available, nimble, move this fire team up to its speed. We have fast regeneration on the body uh, for 1 cost. When you flip an asset to reduce the damage, you may first flip the top two cards of your fate deck, which may not be cheated. If any of the flip cards are a ram, 
the asset does not flip, but the damage is still reduced by the asset's disable value. So faster generation basically helps save you from the fact that your armor is terrible. Then there's also Rhythm Core uh, Coils. Uh, this is also on the body slot, so you can take this instead of faster generation, but not both at the same time. Uh, undulating Coils, fire teams in this unit are muted hazard strain. Constrict. Any fire teams... Any fire teams that this fire team moves over during its activation suffer a strength one hit once this fire team's movement is complete. <coughs> the penetration flips may not be cheated. And those are kind of the configurations. So we see definitely with the Titan, the uh, the Gorsythe, we have more of a melee-focused beast that we're kind of built to, we're kind of building to help us out. And it regenerates as we play. So it can lead to some interesting strategies of perhaps taking one less asset at the start of the game, saving that script for something else, uh, purchasing maybe a, you know, upgrading a, a Doom Seekers to a Twisted Horrors or Twisted Horrors to a Warped, and then getting a full three assets simply by discarding a card at the start of a turn because you're putting on another snapping head to the Gorsythe. So there's a lot of interesting bits with the Gorsythe itself, a lot of different ways you can build it. I am I'm sort of a fan of it. It is it's a piece I haven't gotten to work, I think, to the potential that it can. That that said, I do think it's still in line with being a Titan uh, on the whole. So what I want to do is I've kind of touched on all of the different units that are available to you, except for one, which is the Emulating Rhino. So we're going to talk about him now. He's a 50 meter fire. He's a 50 meter fire team. He has three script. He has eight speed, five defense, four willpower, five armor. He has consumed by magic cards and penetration flips against this fire team. In this unit, count as zero unless they are a tome. So basically, you can't add your flip unless it's a tome. So you need something that is strength 5 to hit this guy in order to actually hit him. He has an emulated horn, uh, 6 versus defense, 2 inch range, melee attack, strength 4, or strength 6 if they receive the rush order. And then on a crow, it scares frightened, so the target gains a shaken token. And it has uh, fire nova, it's a magic, magic action. It's a 6 versus a 14 target number. Every enemy fire team within 6 of this fire team suffers a strength 3 hit. So it basically does a burst of fire around it in a 6-inch pulse. If it When it goes to glory, it is speed 8, defense 6, willpower 4, armor 5. Still retains, consumed by magic. Gains incarnation of flames. The opponent may not use shaken tokens on this unit. When a fire team in this unit suffers damage, it may discard a shaken token to reduce the damage by 1. Isn't that cinnamon? This fire team and enemy fire teams within six cannot take morale actions. So he can be an objective sitter. Uh, he has emulated horn. It's a seven versus defense. Two inch reach. Again, uh, strength four or strength six on a rush order. And a crow, on a crow, uh, the target's going to gain a shaken token. Again, his fire nova is still there, but it goes up to acting value eight versus... 14, and then every enemy within 6 inches of this fire team suffers a strength 3 hit. And we talked about the breach length. 
So that is an overview of everything in the faction. The one thing we didn't talk about on the Broken is the Broken themselves have reserves too. So the way that the reserves rule works is when you reinforce, you reinforce always two models plus any reserves that are on your card. So this will always bring back four models every time you reinforce. That's pretty strong. On a five model unit, that is going to take some dedication to get through. That is going to that's seeing some dedication to get through. So with that, it's definitely something to consider as a roadblock unit with the mill strategy. So what we're going to do next, we're going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back and talk about ways to build out your force in sort of the the three main play styles as I see it from going from your box set and then expanding out over your next purchases to kind of support which strategy you want to make for the two commander uh, game size. So we'll take a quick break and come right back. So as we're building up your forces, the the first way we can kind of go about it is, is sort of build this list. And the list that I would recommend for really beginning, if you're not sure which route you want to go, this is a good way to kind of dabble in several routes. You go with two units of warped. Again, the, the starter box with Zadi Aptos, two units of warped. You pick up two raving madmen. Uh, you have a shark your stalking portals, which come in your starter box. You pick up a unit of Doom Seekers, also with a Raving Madman. You get yourself a Gore Scythe, and then you pick up and you pick yourself up a Breachling and an Emulated Rhino. This gives you kind of a, a nice flexible force to sort of begin building out your collection. Gives you a variety of different ways you can go, and we'll kind of go into to some of the other ways you could build this out now. So one of the other other forms that you could take this on is to go a more ranged, heavy list design. So in that particular list design, you'd be looking to go two units of Raving Madmen. You'd get yourself two units of Doom Seekers. You'd end up picking up four Raving Madmen. You'd leave your stocking portals at home, and then you'd pick up a unit of ECB. This will give you a, a highly efficient ranged attack force uh, that is really built to kind of do a hit and run style that is all about hitting the opponent in range you're using Fenton to go ahead and get everybody into glory as rapidly as possible the raving madmen are negating the effects of uh, the said glory on particularly the doom seekers and the warped the warped are kind of your finisher your ECB are going to be a precision attack force for you that's going to really take out heavy targets you're going to need to, to reserve them as much as possible. And the Doomseekers are going to do quite a bit of work for you in terms of pulling your warped in and out of situations that they want to be in or not be in, pulling your ECB around, as well as doing some heavy range range attack. Really kind of a neat list. It's one that I, I like quite a bit and have experimented with uh, quite a bit during testing. So want to see kind of your thoughts on that particular list. And the next one we're going to look at is that mill deck that I, we talked about previous.
For the mill deck, again, you're going to get your box set. You're going to leave the stalking portals at home. You're then going to pick up five Raving Madmen units. Uh, they're, yeah, they're that, the adjuncts are that good in this particular faction. Uh, I don't mind at all recommending that many. Uh, you're going to get a unit of Broken, and you're going to get two units of Twisting Horrors, and then you are going to pick up a unit of Breachling. So your list is going to be Adiaptos, Fenton Brahms, uh, each with Fenton and, and Adiaptos, two uh, one-cost assets apiece. You're going to have two units of Warped, each with a Raving Madman. You're going to have a unit of Broken with a Raving Madman in it. You're going to have two Twisted Horrors with Raving Madman and one Breachling. And that is going to be a deck, or that is going to be a list that is going to be all about getting the four, the two activations a turn with the Twisted Horrors as rapidly as possible. So it's about getting Fenton to glory. It's about getting him to use his ranged attack as often as possible to go ahead and mill those ten cards, using the mill on the Broken, using the mill on the Breachling, using... Uh, the Warped just to generally attack and crush things, and then really pounding everything home with the Twisted Horrors. So this has kind of been our peek behind the cult. Uh, I hope it's given you some thought. These are not the only ways to build lists. We've kind of, we've went over all of the different units. We've went over all of their different synergy. And it just kind of, kind of gets you thinking about it in, in that context. There are a lot of different ways you can mix and match the portions of this faction. You can get a little more certainty by having Raving Madmen. You can have a little less certainty by not having Raving Madmen, but potentially having uh, some different units in tail. You can run with Stalking Portals. You can run without Stalking Portals. There's a lot of flexibility, and you're definitely going to have the box set, the Allegiance box, at the forefront of your list building as you, as you start out. So there's a lot of different ways you can go, and we didn't even touch on the fact that Hormatanji works in this faction. But he works in this faction. He can dish out two Shaken tokens to, to anybody in range as well, just as easy as he does reinforcement tokens in the Gibbering Hordes, because he works for both Gibbering Hordes and for Cult of the Burning Man. And so if you bring him into the mix, you know now you can also bring in Gibbering uh, Hordes units, there's a lot of different ways you can go with it and, and make a ton of different lists that kind of suit your playstyle. The main keys are, you got to remember your highly mobile force. You're going to do some very tricky things in the movement. You're going to do some very interesting things in both melee and at range. But you are, on, on the whole, going to have some of the lesser armors in the game. Although there are some arcane ways that you help prevent damage from yourself. So... I want you to have good time out there uh, with your Cult of the Burning Man. I want you to, to let me know what list you're kind of thinking of as you progress to the two commander uh, standard for the game. Uh, I look forward to seeing you guys across the field from me and uh, looking forward to the game as a whole as we await our Kickstarter uh, packages coming in the mails here very soon. So I want you to remember, all hail the Burning Man. And if you have a tactics token, you can make a coordinated strike. Burn, burn, burn.